Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Plus Model Radio, the number one podcast for plus-size women. I'm your host, Shanice Lewis, coming to you live from Los Angeles. Today is Monday, August 9th, 2010. Today is a special edition of Plus Model Radio because we have a very special guest on the show this evening, Kim Coles, actress, comedian, author, playwright, and TV personality. Kim Coles is truly a renaissance woman perhaps best known for her five-season turn as the unforgettable Sinclair on Fox's groundbreaking comedy series, Living Single. Kim Coles has starred on numerous hit television programs, including Frasier, Six Feet Under, and Living Color, One-on-One, and Ten Items or Less. She was the co-host of the nationally syndicated daytime talk show In the Loop with iVillage and has been a guest co-host for various shows, including The View and Good Day Live. Kim Coles is also known to reality audiences for having appeared on The Mole, VH1 Celebrity Fit Club, and BET's Coming to the Stage. Kim recently began became the first female primetime game show host in history, headlining BET's inspirational game show, Pay It Off. And currently, Kim serves as the co-host on BET's successfully, highly successful talk show, My Black is a Beautiful, an energetic, interactive, and informative series that celebrates the unique and dynamic qualities of the African-American woman. In her latest venture, Kim Coles is combining comedy and inspiration to empower others with her unique program called Open the Gifts. Through speaking engagements, live events, workshops, and products, the organization inspires others to discover their own true gifts so that they may share them to the world. It's my honor to welcome Kim Coles to the show. Hi, Kim. How are you? I'm wonderful. Can you hear me? Yes, I hear you. Yeah. Hello, Miss Shanice. How are you this evening? I'm good, and I'm so happy to have you on the show today. I know you're I'm, very busy, so thank you for for putting the time aside. Well, I'm honored to, and we've talked about this for a long time, Shanice. You know, we've known each other for a while, and, you know, we, we run in a lot of the same circles, and it just seemed like, wait a minute, why haven't we interviewed each other? I'm officially inviting you to come and be on my show, too, but we'll talk about that later. We should be uh, hanging out a little bit more, Miss Shanice. All right. Well, you know I'm down, but today's <laughs> show is about you, so we're going to go from the beginning of your career and kind of come full circle to the current projects that are going on. So your entertainment career started when you announced runner-up at a big, beautiful woman pageant in Atlantic City. Now, what inspired you to enter a beauty pageant? 
You know what's interesting, and a lot of people don't know that about my history, that I started out uh, in in the beauty pageant world. It was my first time and my last time in it. Um, I was I was sort of floundering in college. I didn't know what I wanted to study. I didn't know what I wanted to do, and I had just dropped out for the second time uh, in North Carolina. And I came back to the city, and I just there was I was reading BBW magazine. Do you remember BBW? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, they they were having a, their first annual um, pageant, and they were looking for contestants. Oh, it was and a pageant for the actual magazine. It was a pageant for the magazine. Oh. And so, yeah, isn't that cool? So I simply sent in my picture, and it wasn't even a really good model pose. It was a picture that my mother took against our fake brick wall in the kitchen in Brooklyn. You know, it wasn't even something, you know, something spectacular. And I was all of about 20 years old, and I put on a little lip gloss and had my hair done, and lo and behold, they said yes. And what's interesting is that they didn't choose people per state necessarily. It wasn't like one girl from New York, one girl from Virginia, one girl from Tennessee. It was just whoever they sent in. And I filled out the little application, and who knows what I even put on there. But I was very confident about who I was and the size that I was, and um, uh, they said yes. I got a call saying you're in the competition. Now, here's the fun part. They called back a week later and said, by the way, there's a talent competition. And I was like, talent? I don't have no talent. I don't know what I'm going to do. So I had one month to get ready. And this is, you know, youth, youth, you don't know nothing. You don't got no rules. So what I did was I was working during the day. I'd gotten a job. And in the afternoon, I would go and try to figure out what I was going to do. So the first thing I thought was, well, maybe I can learn how to, like, play an instrument right quick. Well, you can't play an instrument with any proficiency in one month's time. I said, okay, okay, okay. I was okay, oh, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go take some tap dancing classes. And when I saw how much it was going to take in order for me to be good enough to, to really succeed in the talent competition, I was like, that ain't going to work either. So right. what I did was I said, wait a minute, what is, what's this, what is it? Pageants are actually really funny to me. They're sort of interesting. It's this thing where you walk across the stage and there's nowhere in real life that this is a reality kind of situation. And I thought about how what was so much fun about pageants and how those mostly skinny little girls are wearing their little silly sequin outfits and twirl a baton and say they want to be queen of the world. It just made no sense. I was like, that's it. I'm going to make a comedy routine based on how silly the regular beauty pageants are. Well, do you know that I took a leotard and I sewed some sequins around the neck and around the leg openings and around the sleeves, some silver sequins I'll never forget. I mean, one of those regular little Dan skin leotards. And my mother was like, what are you doing? Because I, I was back at home at my, in my room. My mother said, what are you doing? I said, I'm sewing sequins on my costume, Mom. So I got up on stage and did this routine based on how silly skinny beauty pageants are. Who are those skinny girls with their twirling their baton? And what the audience didn't know is I really do know how to twirl a baton. Uh-huh. So I, I flipped the script on them and, and ended up uh, twirling to the tune of Thriller. And, you know, I made it, you know, it just it was a lot of fun. And I ripped off my dress and nobody knew that I had my little silly sequin outfit underneath. And I ended up winning first runner-up, not because I had been you know, prettier than anybody else or more poised or answered the questions better, I think I had had the guts to get up on stage and just be my authentic self. Mm-hmm. And that was actually how I started doing comedy. And then I modeled here and there, but it was what it was comedy was really exploding. Um, and so I was sort of working full time, modeling part time, and doing comedy part time. So now, I so talk a lot. Other... I, I probably answered 
13 of your questions, but go ahead. Oh, no, you said, so you went from pageants into modeling. Now, what were some of the modeling gigs you got back in the day? Well, you know, and this was back in the day. This was before this time. I wish that I was coming up in this time when there's a plethora of work and, uh, you know, so many designers who are making clothing for, for curvy girls. You know, I did a magazine called It's Me, which was sort of the, the, the competition to BBW. Um, I think I did an early Lane Bryant ad, and this is well before Lane Bryant became the Lane Bryant of today, you know, a little bit hipper and a little bit better. Um, I did another catalog ad, very little work. I did mostly fashion shows and okay. mostly, uh, like, you know, church basement fashion shows or community center fashion shows or those shows where you had to help sell the tickets in order to be in the right. show. Right. And well, I actually still have those. <laughs> Yes, they do. Yes, they do. In fact, you and I are doing one uh, in a couple of weeks, you know, just a regular fashion show, old-fashioned show. And right. actually it was one time where the MC was late. And this is before cell phones. I'm dating myself. This is the 80s, okay? Um, nobody had, had a, a cell beeper. phone. <laughs> I didn't even have a beeper at the time. Okay. So the MC for the show didn't come and so the designer said, well, Kim, you're funny. Go entertain the audience until the MC shows up. And that was when it really clicked for me that this is what I need to be doing. I need to be performing because I, you know, did my act or whatever little act I had at the time, you know, imitations of people and stuff. And it really a spark was sparked for me. And I started, um, um, the modeling sort of fell off and the comedy sort of took over. So how did you... Um, go from pursuing a comedy career and deciding you wanted to make the move to L.A. to pursue it professionally? Well, I'll tell you, I'll be honest, that early on I got noticed very quickly. I went from the very first time I ever stepped foot in a professional comedy club was 1985. By 1988, I was on TV. I was doing Showtime at the Apollo. I was doing Star Search. I was doing other little appearances around New York. And so things happened for me very quickly. The real reason I came out to L.A. is I got a job. I went to an event and I met Keenan Ivory Wayans who I knew was a comedian, and I knew of his brother, Damon, because Damon had, was beginning to make a splash in the comedy world. And he said, my brother and I are doing a comedy show, and we'd like you to audition. And I was like, well, what is this going to be? Well, it's going to be a variety-type show. We're going to have dancers. We're going to have comedy. We're going to have skits. And I know that you do characters in your act. I'd like you to audition. So I auditioned for In Living Color, and that's what brought me out to, to to Los Angeles. To so be you honest, in New York, and when you moved to LA, you came with the job already. I actually auditioned in New York, and the final audition was in Los Angeles. They flew us all out to LA, and then we flew back home, waiting to get the call. And then we found, you know, I found out that I got it, which amazing, amazing thing. We shot a pilot, and then it, the pilot sat on the shelf for a year. So I stayed in New York until the job called and said, "We got a job in your back pocket. Come on out." I probably would not have gotten up the gumption to move out here. I'll be honest. It was having that job, having that cushion, having a, a you know, a, a sort of a built-in family, which is what a show is, a uh, built-in family for you to come to. I was so very fortunate. One of my questions was going to be, once you made the decision to move to L.A., did you have obstacles getting your career established? But it looks like everything kind of fell into your lap like it was meant to be. It did. It was sort of divine order. And then the the truth is, is that what's, what's interesting about life is that 
sometimes it's easy and sometimes it's hard. So there are people who have to climb and claw and starve to make it, and then they make it and they're fine. And there are people for whom it falls in their lap. But there's always going to be a moment that comes where there's a test. And the test for me was I got fired from In Living Color. So, oh. so from Yes. From 85 until 1990, I was soaring. I was one of a kind. There were not a lot of black female comics working. There were not a lot of black female comics who were doing it the way I was doing. I mean, there was Marsha Warfield who was a star, but there were a lot of people who were up and coming, and we were all sort of special. You know, there was Phyllis Yvonne Stickney. There was Ellen Cleghorn. There were a few other girls that were coming up, but there were so few of us that we could shine very easily. So I, when I got fired from In Living Color after the first season, um, can you tell us why you got fired or no? Well, here's here's my understanding of it, you know, and I say this with all due respect because it's all been forgiven now. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, listen, I was very low on the totem pole there, and the bottom line is that this was the hierarchy. Anybody with the last name Wayans, <laughs> and there was a lot of them, right. um, there was a, a sister named Kim Wayans, right. then there was you know, Jim Carrey and, you know, and then everybody else. And I got sort of pushed to the bottom. I was low on the totem pole. And I think that it was Keenan's desire and, and wish to make sure that Kim, um, you know, got, got work and got noticed. I also felt very out of place there because I didn't feel like I could do anything right. And, again, I'm not trying to be negative or anything because Kim and I have talked about this, and she's actually come to me and apologized. Like there were things that were going on behind the scenes. You know, I would get written out of sketches, and I didn't know why, and she would get written in. And you just you read the, you read the writing on the wall at some point where if, right. if your right. last name is the same as the boss's last name. And, and since this time, it's all been understood and forgotten because the truth is forgotten and forgiven. And she's actually come to me and said, said, I'm so sorry for the things I did to you back then. The truth of the matter is that within two years, I was on a show where I was high on the totem pole. So I needed to go through that experience to have the difference between experience being on, you know, like being sort of not very important to the game and then being on the other end. So that's what it is. And there the was just project no... that, that you on the other end you're referring to is Living Single. Yeah, Living Single I refer to as a sparkling jewel in my career. So I just want to make sure that all of your listeners know I'm not dissing the Living Color experience at all. I needed to have that jolt in my life to understand that not everything's going to work out the way you think it's going to work out. Everything happens the way it should. And I needed to have the experience of thinking that I was hot stuff and somebody else thinking that I wasn't, for me then go on to have the experience of a place where a show was actually created around me. Living Single was created for Queen Latifah and for me, um, which was an awesome experience. And, and it's, um, I call it, like I said, the sparkling jewel of my career. So you talk about an opposite experience where your, your opinions and thoughts are valued and you're, you become a family. And these six people very quickly became very close. We belonged together. I'm, I'm, I, that was divine, divine order as far as I'm concerned as well, as well. And so how did you come to the point where um, you were out of work and then you were getting a show created for you? Well, I guess I must have had a reputation for being a hard worker, for being funny, for being just me. You know, I took a lot of meetings during that time. I actually had um, a couple of holding deals. Shanice, this was back in the day when 
ABC, NBC, and CBS, and they were the only, and Fox, were the only tickets in town, right? They would give you money to keep you away from the other networks while they supposedly developed something for you. It was insane. So you got money just to sit while they hopefully design, design, you know, design something for you. And I guess I, my work had spoken for itself enough that obviously I proved that I was of some sort of value uh, but during that two-year period, nothing really happened, and then suddenly living, living the right thing happened, and that was living single. And living single was a success, and it's oh. it, it's still popular because it's in reruns every time you turn on the television. What do you think when you see those shows and you see yourself? You know, it's a combination of, ooh, was I that young? And sometimes it's, ooh, was my hair really that black? And sometimes it's, <laughs> Ooh, was I really that skinny? Because I had lost a great deal of weight. When, actually, when I started, I was a plus-size model, I should say this, and then I lost 40 pounds just before I really got into show business because a manager of a club told me, you've got two ways to go. You should either gain 40 pounds and become the next Nell Carter or you should lose 40 pounds and, and become, you know, a hot babe. I won't even tell you what response that got for me because I was like, what do you mean there's only two choices? I can just be me. But I followed his advice, lost 40 pounds. I did get into the business. But as living color, living single came along, I was so happy that I started gaining my weight back again, you know. Um, so sometimes I watch the show and go, wow, I was, wow, I was, I had a little, I was skinny. And whatever skinny means, what does that mean? Right, but right. it was a good time. I do think of the good times. And I do think of all the laughter that we had. We laughed every single day, and I'm sure the audience can tell. And I remember hearing rumors um, when the show was going on that you, the whole cast was forced to lose weight to, to be more marketable or something. Was that true? Well, no, yes and no. I will say that throughout the five years that we were on, um, I would get a call from my manager, I would say every six to eight months, saying either the network or the production company wanted me to lose weight. Now, I won't speak to the other girls because I, you know, I don't know if they got their those calls. I don't want to say here whether or not they got those calls. That's okay. for them to tell you. But I know for certain that I would get a call saying you've got to lose some weight because I remember the threat one time was if you don't lose some weight, we're going to have to incorporate it into the show and what the characters on the show are going to have to address Sinclair's gaining weight, and I remember you calling. You that big on the show. Oh, but it's you know it's it's what it's Hollywood's Hollywood. idea. Yeah. Now, never mind that. There's not one. Certainly, very few men of color, and certainly very few men that don't like a woman with a little bit of meat on her bones. I was a size 14, maybe 14, 16 at the time, but the, the, the threat was we're going to have to address it on the show. So I went to my castmates. I pulled them all in my trailer, and I said, here's what's about to happen. They're going to start telling the writers to write fat jokes about Sinclair. And, I'm going to, and before I could even get the words out of my mouth, they all agreed that that would never happen. I would never say those words out of my mouth, so don't worry. You, you have our solidarity. And it actually put more... What happened was I ended up gaining more weight because I would try to lose the weight, Shanice. I would, over the Christmas holiday, try to, you know, like do a fad diet, take diet pills, and over-exercise. I remember I was taking a dance class, a spinning class, an aerobics this, an aerobics that, and I ended up blowing out my knee and needing knee surgery, and then I couldn't exercise, and then I gained weight. And that happened twice during the run of living 
living single. And so, although, it, listen, it's a happy time. I'm not going to even, I don't even want right. to sully that amazing time that I had by talking about that. But it's important to know that these actresses that you see on TV, they are very often being, th- this is my opinion. I really do think that this whole obsession with thinness in Hollywood comes from the execs. And the girls do it because they know that they're going to get work. If I told you that if you drop down to a double zero, you'll become a star, you're going to do it. You get, you get rewarded for, being, to, for looking like that. You get free clothing. You get to be on the red carpet. And I'm talking about by and large. I mean, my career, the truth is, is that I'm fortunate that I've worked despite my size and in spite of my size. In the end, people have hired me just because of me. There was a job that I had that I, the producer overheard me saying, oh, during the Christmas holiday I'm going to try to drop 10 pounds. And she said to me, do not change a thing about you. We hired you. And so there are, there are little gems like that in the business and around, and I think it's changing. You start to see a few more curvy girls. But when these girls are this thin and when they're that hungry, that's because they know that they're going to work if they are. They get rewarded. Right, right. It is very few opportunities for the larger you are in Hollywood. I can testify to that. Yeah, it is, unless, you know, it's, it's you know, something that you don't really want to do. So I think it's changing, and I think it's changing in America in general. I think the average American woman wears a size 14, 16. Come on. Right. You know, I heard the other day that Mark Jacobs is going to be making a, a, a curvy line. Like, yeah. ooh, somebody's listening. And now we're moving forward with your career. Like you said, you've been blessed to continuously work. And more recently, you've been working with BET, and you made history on Pay It Off. Now tell us about that. You know, it was an amazing experience. You know, there has not, there's only been one other black female game show host, and that was Leslie Uggams. I believe back in the 70s, and it was a daytime show. I can't even remember the name of the show. But when I got called, by the way, there was another host of the show, and the deal could not be made. And at the last minute, uh, someone said, you know what, why don't you give Kim Coles a shot? And the producer, who had never even met me, uh, started asking around about me. And I, I want to say this to people about your reputation sometimes is your is is your calling card. I mean, by this time I've built up a reputation of being easy to work with, a hard worker. I'm going to bring ideas to the table if you want them. I'm going to be fun to work with. And he only had 10 days to hire someone, get them on a plane, fly them to Atlanta, and shoot these shows. And so he asked around town about me, and sure enough, I had good reviews. Mm-hmm. And... That's how I got that job. I had never done a game show before. I never hosted. Well, actually, I take that back. I hosted a pilot for a game show a while back. But in any case, you know, this was on the air, BET. It's called pay, it was called Pay It Off, and it was paying off people's debts and um, bills and helping them, you know, giving them a, hel- a, ha- a, ha- a hand up, not a hand out. Mm-hmm. And that's really good to be a part of helping people and changing their lives. You know, somebody wins $10,000, they're able to pay off some of their old debts and really get, you know, get back on, get back on, in, in, you know, in a, in a good place. That felt really good to be a part of that. I'm so sorry that that show didn't get picked up again. I was having the time of my life. Yeah, it looked like it. It was a really fun show. And, but then your relationship with BET continued because now you're on a new show called My Black is Beautiful. 
<laughs> My Black is Beautiful is an initiative by Procter & Gamble that they have been doing for several years to empower uh, women of color to feel good about themselves, to celebrate themselves. And so Procter & Gamble and BET combined to make a show called My Black is Beautiful. This was the second season, and this was my first season on the show. And I sure hope we get some more episodes. We only did six, but it was very positive. And, you know, with all this stuff that we see out there, Shanice, and there's a whole lot that's not so positive and doesn't put us in, a, in the most positive light. This, it was an honor to be a part of this show because it was all about celebrating what was amazing about us. And, and the girls, I got harder to, to uh, promote like uplifting things because people with the reality shows and so much drama feel. Was it harder to get this show up and promote it and a fan base because it's positive? You know what? That's a good question. Who's to say? I don't know. All I know is I. You know what I do now is I now just put my head you know, in the trenches and do the work. So I can't say that it was harder or easier. I just, I did my job on promoting the show. They did their job on promoting the show. You know, listen, does it have the same numbers as some of these reality, quote-unquote reality series? No. And that's disheartening. But that doesn't mean that I'm not going to show up every day and do my best, best, best work. That's and if right. people want to watch it, it's there for them. At least there's a choice. Now, you started a new phase in your career by being a motivational speaker, and you started an empowerment program called Open the Gifts. Now, tell mm -hmm. us about Open the Gifts. Well, Open the Gifts is my um, empowerment slash comedy. Uh, uh, what I've done is I've taken my comedy and combined it with inspiration. Um, it comes out of really, again, I hit a little bit of a roadblock in my career and it's important to know that even though things were going smooth, 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 there comes a point where sometimes you're not working. And it's really hard when you are on top in theory. You know, Living Single was the, the, the number one black show for five years in a row, and people expect you to maintain that. Well, it's not my fault. I've been auditioning. I've been out there. I've been doing my thing. But um, just work wasn't coming the way I wanted it to, and I was just not feeling very good about it. And you know, particularly living out in L.A., people always ask you, what are you working on now? What are you working on now? Oh, that's the number one question. That's the number, not how, how are you today, what are you working on now? And I used to start getting a little defensive about it because I had no, no answer. I, I'm not working on anything. And even though I could go on the road and do stand-up, and I mean, I've got other things I can do, I really, at that time, I just, just felt like I couldn't do anything. And I thought, well, I've already got the, you know, I, I didn't get into this to be famous. It was divine order that this happened, so maybe it's divine order for me just to go and have a normal life. And I started thinking, well, what can I do? What do I do? What what do I do if I'm not Kim Coles on TV? And I started going through some exercises and through some work and working with some life coaches on what I do have to offer. And the truth is my gift is laughter and my gift is love, is being able to recognize how amazing you are and what we have in common and what's wonderful about you and telling you what's wonderful about you. And so through that process, I thought, well, if I'm going through a little depression or a tough time, I'm sure there's other people who are going through it too. What if I were to use my humor to help lift people up and remind them what gifts they have inside of them? I should say now that gifts is also an acronym for gratitude, intention, forgiveness, triumphs, and self-love. And I feel that when you go through the process of gratitude, intention, forgiveness, triumphs and self-love, you discover what's amazing about yourself. You, you share your gifts with the world. And the other piece of it is 
that there are gifts in the lessons so that I can't, you can't have a testimony without having a test first. So this really came out of my own personal work, and I thought, well, this is what I'll do. So I've started speaking. Um, I'm developing products even as we speak. And, um, you know, I give away a free workbook when people go to my website, uh, Kim Coles, Inc. We'll get all that information at the end. But it's all about me empowering others, and I've been speaking to women. I've been speaking to girls. I've been speaking to men. And it's amazing how the, the message resonates with all of us, that we all have something inside of us to do and you have to do it or um or that dies inside of you dies inside of you like i know that you are living your gift Shanice because you're out there you're in the public you're spreading your message you're successful at it you know you you get awards for what you're doing and that means that you're living from that space of doing what you came here to do and um that to me is the is the true definition of success and and of of life right right so how exactly do you help people bring out um, their gifts? Like do you have one-on-one coaching or is it like an ongoing program where you keep, um, where people keep following you for a certain amount of time? Well, you know, all that's developing now. I haven't done one-on-one yet. Right now it's me getting hired as a speaker to go out and okay. give you tips and tools during, the, during my, my presentation. Um, the, and, and the tips and tools, are, I can give some of them right now. The first one is gratitude. It's being in a place of being grateful every single day. To not focus on what you don't have, focus on what you do have. And if you really keep your focus there, you'll realize how rich you really are. You woke up this morning and took a deep breath. That's the first gift of the day. That's the first thing to be grateful for and to pay attention to what is really good in your life because what's not good ain't none of your business. What is good is amazing, and I think the universe sends you more of that when you appreciate something amazing that's going on. The next tip would be uh, intention. It's setting your intention every day. It's making a promise to yourself. I call it a a spiritual to-do list. If you wake up in the morning and say, I have this long ride on the freeway this morning and I'm going to promise myself not to get mad, I'm going to just take the ride, I'm going to leave in enough time so I'm not late, and you set that intention and then you do that. You know, just like we all have a to-do list. Don't you cross things off your to-do list? Mm -hmm. Well, this is something that you do that's from, from the inside out, setting that intention and getting in action about who you want to be and who you want to show up in the world. The next principle forgiveness which we don't even have enough time to talk through <laughs> the truth is that's a hard one. Oh, it's so hard but it's so easy when you let things go that you don't need to hold on to anymore it's amazing how your heart is opening up for new things to come in when i forgive the situation where i got fired off a show when i was able to let that go and focus on what i did have look at how many other gifts fell into my life mm. um Letting go of your old, let go of your old ex-husband. I love to say, forgive your ex-husband and forgive yourself for marrying him. <laughs> you know, let it all go. It doesn't make sense to hold on to something. It's just eating you up. Um, forgiveness is wonderful, also because it, it, if you get a chance to tell the person that that wronged you, or if you're the person who wronged someone and you're able to say, please forgive me, it releases energy for both of you on both sides. It gives them more space to live and love, and it gives you more space too. 
And I, I, that's a big one for me. Just let things go. Just why hold on to stuff that just some old thing that happened in high school, really? How long are you going to hold on to that? You know, let it go. <laughs> you're the right, next, you're right. Right, yeah. It's just like, what? So what? So the cheerleader. easier said than done, but you're right. Is but if you focus on it and just go like ask yourself what am I holding on to this does it serve me to hold on to the time that the cheerleader took your whatever it is that the football the guy on the football team wouldn't go on a date whatever it is does it serve any purpose for you to hold it because that person has gone on with their life and here you right. are holding on to something that happened to you twenty ten thirty in my case thirty years ago whatever right. I just invite people to do that. The next two principles is the next one is triumphs. Is what did I do right today? We always focus on what we did wrong, but what did you do right? Focus on that. You did something amazing today. What today? What is it? Give yourself a gold star for being terrific. Um, and some you know, people have so, a hard time doing that, and they have a hard time with accepting praise. We do, we do, and it's also a female thing too, like. I like your dress, Miss. Oh, this old thing. No, next time somebody says they like your dress, say thank you because you honor that person giving you the love. That right. she may have really liked your dress, and here you saying, "Oh, this old thing. It's been in the back of my closet for years." No, she thought it was pretty, and that's all that matters. And you know what? It probably does look really pretty on you. We don't do that. Just I, I'm getting better at it too. It's about receiving, um, receiving gifts from other people. And, and being triumphant about saying thank you, um, saying, yes, I deserve this. You deserve an amazing life. It is our birthright to be happy, Shanice. It is our birthright. You came here to be happy. You weren't sent here to be miserable. And a lot of times it's circumstances and it's environment, but a lot of times it's choices that we make ourselves. And I think when you become an adult, you can blame your parents for what they did and you can blame the community for what they did. And I'm saying put it in its proper perspective. I'm saying if something really happened or something didn't really happen, then you deal with it. But you as an adult now get to make all the choices. You get to leave that behind and say, I get to choose my own life. You can blame mommy and daddy for what they did or you can blame yourself for what you're not doing now. And I just really think people should get real clear about making choices um, that are better choices. You know, ask yourself a better question is what some people say. You know, how did this hurt me? Well, ask yourself, what did I learn from this? If you learn something from it, then move on and be triumphant about it. Be happy about it. And, again, I'm not saying it's easy, um, but I'm saying that it's worth it. It's the, I tell you this. You know what the truth is, Shanice? It's actually easier than living in the pain forever. We live in that place of pain because it's comfortable to us, but it's not easier. It's actually harder to hold on to all that stuff, to drudge up all that stuff all the time. That takes more work than saying, let me just day by day, minute by minute, think a better thought, make a better choice. It really is easier, especially when you see things opening up in your life and beauty coming in and maybe a better job, maybe a better man, maybe a better experience coming in. That feels easier to me. I'm going to give that a try. I say give it a try. And if it doesn't work, you can go back to your old, mean, troll self. (laughs) So so these five principles are... um, is what open the gifts is based around, and this is what your motivational speaking is yeah. about. So, yes, exactly. And and the last principle is self love, and that's what this is ultimately all about: treating yourself well, treating yourself like your own best friend. You know, we say things to ourselves 
that we would not say to your best friend, do you ever look in the mirror? I mean, would you ever say to your best friend, you look so ugly today. Oh, I can't stand you. You wouldn't say that to someone you love and adore. Mm-hmm. Treat yourself well. And that's what this is all about, just reminding people to treat themselves well. You know, I remember in school there was always some girl, she thinks she's so cute. You know what, that is good that she thinks she's cute. I'm glad she thinks she's cute because yeah. if you don't think it's something, nobody else will. Thank you. Thank you. It starts at home. It starts with you. And I tell you, after I started working on this stuff, I started feeling better about myself. And lo and behold, jobs kept coming in or work kept coming. A nice man came into my life. It's because I was prepared and open and ready to receive something wonderful. I say give it a try. Mm -hmm. So you also have a show on this network, Blog Talk Radio, that goes with this program. Um, where you interview some of your friends that have positively impacted the community in some way. Um, So what do you do the show regularly or you just, I know you're so busy you probably can't get to it regularly. No, Shanice, I've been bad. I don't get to it regularly at all, and it's a shame. I've done about, I'll say about five or six shows interviewing people who I think are living within their gifts and, you know, just sort of playing with it. And I've done maybe once a, one every, once a month or so. Um, I'm officially ast- extending an invitation to you, and we had talked about this back and forth. I would love to uh, return the favor to you and interview you because, like I said before, it's evident to me that you're living within your gifts. You, you're also busy. You, you know, you, you work with different organizations. You're doing different events. You have your Love Your Body Day. You have the Hollywood Now people. You have the, you know, the Plus Model Radio. You have your community that you are servicing in this way. You're obviously living your gift, and I th- I'm fascinated by by people who decided that they wanted to do something and then said, I'm going to show up and do it. And so this is an official invitation. Y'all heard it, everybody. She yeah, has I'm to do it. I'm officially saying yes, so we just have to okay, figure good. out the date. Yes, um, but I'm, I'm, I'm not as consistent with it as you are, and I'm so proud of you and always in awe of you of how you branded yourself so so well. I don't have no theme music. Shanice Lewis has theme music. I ain't got nothing. You know, you can have 20 songs if you wanted to. I, know, I just have it. There's so much else going on that what happens is, is I have a list of things to do, and, like, some of it gets done and some of it doesn't. And, you know, I do the best I can. So I will. I will. I need theme music, and I love that you, you know, so professional. You have it together. So I've enjoyed talking to these people. You know, little surprises come out and, and information, little tidbits, because there's something that you have to share that no one else has. Mm-hmm. And I'm amazed by that always. Now, besides your open the gifts, you are a very popular person because you have a lot of appearances coming up. One of the appearances, um, this show is an official sponsor of Plus Model Radio is an official sponsor of the International Fuller Woman Expo, and you will be the keynote speaker there. Now, are you excited about this event? I am excited, and what's interesting is that what the Fuller women don't know is that uh, they booked me a long time ago. Like, I put this on my calendar, you know, back in, I don't know, March or so. I was like, ooh, let me read in September. I don't even think I had a book that went that far. And so they were my first 
that showed up for the fall. You know, I had everything booked up through the summer, but nothing in the fall. And so I've been excited uh, about coming, uh, I call it Detroit. And actually what I'm trying to do is trying to get booked at the local comedy club there so I can come in and do a little comedy and then come and speak to the women at the Fuller Women. And I know somebody who spoke there a couple of years ago and said she had the time of her life that the sisters come out and they are just positive and happy and you know, just happy to be in that community. So, yes, I am looking forward to it. All right. And the Fuller Woman Expo is Saturday, September 18th in downtown Detroit. And if anyone is interested in going, go to their website for more information, which is the thefullerwomanexpo.com. Now, now are you going? No, I won't be there. I need to be there, though. You need to be there, especially since you're the sponsor. Go see how they're spending your money. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll have to see you after the show. <laughs> so, also, um, another appearance you have coming up is Celebrity Catwalk. Now, this is an exciting event I'm in, too. Now, tell us a little bit about Celebrity Catwalk. Well, yes, you know, Shanice Lewis and I will be uh, working the catwalk together, you know, working the the runway. You know, it's always exciting to do fashion shows. I get so excited. This is a Celebrity Catwalk, and folks can go to CelebrityCatwalk.com to get more information. And you and I have done the show several years in a row, and what it is, it's a charity fashion show for to raise uh, funds for um, animals, animal show, uh, particularly animals rescue, right? Rescue yeah, animals? Animal Rescue. The National Animal Rescue. See, you know it and I don't even know it. I'm just so happy to to rock it. And it's a lot of fun. You know, Jennifer Bartok, who is the is the, co- the creator of this, uh, does a really good job of getting all kinds of models from all sort of walks of entertainment, everything from Playboy models to all of the curvy girls. And my favorite part is she lets the curvy girls walk the runway first, and she said to me, and she says it to me every year, that nobody gets more hoops and hollering, hooping and hollering. I don't even know if hooping is a word than the plus size girls and we get out there and we work that runway and it's so much fun and you know we're doing it for charity and there's a red carpet event and this year Shanice it's at a really nice event it's at Boulevard 3 which is a really beautiful um, venue there's going to be beautiful cabanas outside oh, that yeah, people can I've come before. that's nice it's really nice there it's really you know nice little cabanas and um, people can you know come and have a little drink a little, little cocktail before the show it's going to be nice it's going to be nice and this event is uh, September 10th, if I'm not yes. mistaken, and in L.A. And for more information, go to their website at CelebrityCatwalk.com. Now, do you yes. have anything else coming up we need to be on the lookout for? I know you probably have tons of more appearances. I do. I've got a few coming up, one in San Francisco. Um, I'm big into or trying to get big into the whole blogging community. I want to um, um, be a part of that world as well. I'm, I'm going to go to Blogalicious down in October. That's the, the community for, for women of color who blog, which is kind of cool, you know, women who have something to say specifically to that to that community. Um, and I've got a few other tricks up my sleeve. You know, I'm very big on social media. Um, if anybody's on Twitter, hit me up at, at Kim Coles. I am at Kim Coles. And I have two pages on uh, Facebook. One of them is 
full. You know, the profile page is nearly full, but I do have that like page. I don't think they're calling them fan pages anymore. So people look me up, and, and I'm there, and I engage with people and say hello and send little um, inspirational messages and sometimes silly messages. And you know what's so funny? When I first met you, you were not online at all. You didn't have the website. You weren't, I think you said you had just got your computer. And look how far you came in such a short amount of time. You know, I just, I couldn't do it. I just was like, oh, it's so much work. I can't deal. I don't, I didn't even own a computer for several years. I had one. It kept messing up on me and losing stuff. I cut it off and didn't cut it back on for, I did not have a computer for seven years. And then back in 2007, I finally got one. Now it lives on my lap like it's a little dog, like my little laptop. I love it. And so, yeah, I am all over it. And I probably spend too much time. On, on social media, but it really is a wonderful way to connect with people. Let me tell you something. I've actually gotten jobs from, 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 from Twitter. Someone really? was tweeting that they needed a host for an event, and I was like, I'll do it. And then we talked, and, and you know, it, was, it, was, it was legit. It was a real thing. Um, it's, it's really an amazing thing. There's people saying things. I mean, there's a lot of silliness going on, but there's a lot of information, a lot of uh, things to learn, a lot of connections you can be made that can be made. And so please do um, follow me, and, you know, if I like what you're talking about, I'll follow you back. And the same with, with Facebook. Like, I really do post a lot, and I do try to engage as much as I possibly can. Now, have you gotten into Facebook and Twitter on your phone yet, or you haven't got that advanced? Yes! Oh, you got it on your phone? What? I have Echophone or Echophone, whatever they call it, and Facebook online. What? Oh. I in fact, I gotta take. I have to take um, Oprah's pledge because I'm on. I, I'm doing it in the car sometimes. It's, it's not right now. It's not right. You hear me? <laughs> but I'm. I'm a, a Facebook, Twitter junkie, and sometimes I have to really put it down. Like I start. In fact, if you start in the morning, you actually won't start your day for another two hours, which is not good. <laughs> It's the truth. It's the truth. It's addicting. It is. It is. It's a good thing. It is. So, and it's necessary. Like I said, there's people, people out there with things to say, and you want to engage. It's all about engaging now. It's not about sitting, you know, behind your, you know, in your ivory tower. It really is about connecting with people, and I enjoy it. And we definitely enjoy the the funny quotes and the funny things and the funny pictures. I saw you put on Facebook a picture of your uh, makeup and your me. eyelashes. <laughs> I need to come me, get some of those eyelashes. Let me tell you, yesterday I spent the day doing nothing, but I, I recently moved and I hadn't unpacked all the makeup, and so much of it was old. I need to be got. I need to get rid of it. I sat in the middle of my floor on the bed and I spread out a big sheet. At first, I started with the lashes. And then I went on to uh, the eyeshadows, and I got rid of a bunch of lipsticks. And what's funny is that I found things I hadn't worn in a while, so I put them in a little baggie, and those are the things I'm going to replace. So I've got my makeup all organized. I put, took a picture of my, my lashes and a picture of my uh, eyeshadows, and that's the pared-down version. I had three times as much that I had to get rid of. It was old. I have never seen anybody with that many eyelashes in my life. Not oh, and some of them... <laughs> Go ahead. Some of them are what? Some of them are, you know, fantasy lashes like feathers and, uh, you know, glitter and have a little, um, you know, rhinestone at the top. Yeah, I'm not messing around. I'm not messing around. <laughs> well, tell everybody your official website and how to 
keep in contact with everything that you're doing. Okay, so you can go to Kim Coles Inc. That's K I M C O L E S Inc. I N C dot com. K I M C O L E S I N C dot com. It's brand new. I mean, the website's not even a month old. But I like um, the way it looks. It's really nice. It's really pretty, and it's supposed to be a combination of a, a little bit, you know. Kim Coles, the the motivational speaker, a little bit of Kim Coles, actress and comedian. The blog is where I'm going to have the most fun and just sort of just enjoy. Um, and then there's also at Kim Coles on Twitter. And then there's um, the Facebook like page really is the better page to go to. Because I may even shut that other page down eventually because it's just it's too much. To have. You can't have two and three accounts. I also right. had an open the gifts account too, but I'm about to close that one down. And and like I said, I do engage and I do um, learn and I have fun. What's the link for your Blog Talk radio show? Shanice, I don't know. It's Blog Talk dash open the gifts. No. Kim, girl, I don't know. Hold on. <laughs> While we're talking. No, that's so funny. It's Kim Cole's Gifts. K-I-M-C-O-L-E-S-G-I-F-T-S. Okay. <laughs> I'm so sure if you just... just save that. If you just put in the search, you'll find me. Right. <laughs> I don't know the name of the show. I just do the show. It's Kim Cole's Gifts. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being on the show. It's a pleasure as always. We actually finished a little early. I'm surprised because we can talk all day. Yes, we could. I want to thank you again for being you and for inviting me to be uh, or, and to wait for me to to you know, to, to be able to find this in the schedule to do. And I do like what you do. And, you know, you've, you've, you've built quite a quite a, a business for yourself as well. You're somebody I can't wait to talk to. We'll, we'll, we'll save the time for you. But you've built this for yourself. Well, I'm and trying. I, I'm still in the process. And it's all a process, too, and that's the other thing I've learned, too. It's all a process. Well, it was a pleasure speaking to you, and I learned a lot of things, and you're an inspiration to a lot of women. I definitely want to hear you speak. you got to tell me when you're speaking in L.A. I shall. I I shall. You're invited. All right. Well, thank you, Kim. Enjoy the rest of your evening. Thank you, and thank you to all the listeners. Thank you all. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And thank you to our fabulous guest this evening, Kim Coles. Tune in next week, and we'll have more plus industry professionals with stories to not only inspire you, but to keep you connected with the curvy community. If you're interested in advertising on our show or being a guest, visit the website at www.plusmodelradio.com. And if you haven't already, don't forget to join our fan page on Facebook at facebook.com slash plusmodelradio. I've been your host this evening, Shanice Lewis. Thank you for tuning in and supporting Plus Model Radio. Until next time, keep thriving in your curves and be blessed.